All right, gang, in this episode of The Dealer Playbook, we are talking with my pal Todd Hauser from FullThrottle.ai about how to remove ambiguity from your digital marketing in 2023 and beyond. Here we go. The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is The Dealer Playbook. All right, gang, I'm sitting down with my pal, Todd Hauser. He is the executive vice president of strategic partnerships at fullthrottle.ai. We've had, we love, DPB gang, we love our full throttle. And so I'm excited to have Todd. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Dealer Playbook Podcast. Michael, it's awesome to be here. A lot of great things to chat about, right? Yes, well, I gotta start here. I mean, you walked right into it. I have to start here. You said, I started in automotive in the 90s, early 90s, I think you said. You also just, I wanted to make sure I was pronouncing your last name correctly because I hate, yes, hate is a strong word. I hate getting people's names wrong. And you said, yes, it's Hauser, like Doogie Hauser, which was a throwback to the 90s. And you know, it dawned on me the other day, my sister, this has nothing to do with automotive, but just as a kickoff to our conversation here. My sister said, hey, it's Sunday. And on Sundays, I like to show my kids an old movie, something they haven't seen before. And it dawned on me. I know what she was referring to. Movies that our parents used to show us that were filmed in the 60s or whatever. You know, Herbie goes to whatever, you know. And what dawned on me is that my parents showing me movies in the 90s that were filmed in the 60s would be the same as me showing my kids movies that were filmed in the nineties. And that's, that, that, that's where you just got me saying I started an automotive in the nineties. Yeah. It hurts when you think of it in that respect, right? I mean, you know, you and I grew up watching the great pumpkin. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas, all the animated Christmas movies. Now it's the ones that we literally went to the movie theater and watched. Right. So it's absolutely nuts, but I got to ask you, in your tenure now in automotive, during that time span, can you think back to a time where maybe, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty? Can you think back to maybe things going on in the 90s where the industry at large was like, oh, man, I, I have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow? Or was it pretty status quo, you feel? So it's very cliche to say, right? I mean, no one, it's hard to predict what tomorrow can bring. But at the same time, as you mentioned, I actually started uh, with an auto agency in the Dodge business in May of 1990. So that's as early as 1990 as you can go. And uh, in the agency world back then, it was very cookie cutter. You know, end of third quarter, you had your model year launches for every vehicle line. You had new campaigns coming and you had your standard practice media. You had television, which at that time was pretty much three broadcast stations, maybe a local station, some radio stations maybe a sponsorship of a sports team and some newspaper and magazine. Right. So um, and, and it was pretty customary and the auto industry itself. You could pretty much count on, you know, uh, day supply and how much inventory was going to be produced and looking at SAR, things of that nature to predict what's happening across segments and rely on Polk. 
now it's completely upside down. I mean, there's there's aspects of this business. If I were a car dealer, I don't know how I would keep track of every everything, right? Everything from what the manufacturer is building to what's going on economically to what's happening with my consumers. And then our area at fullthrottle.a, it's about the marketing, right? And the evolution of all that, right? And even since digital's come out. So I would say this is, um, you know, our kids looking at movies, I think this will be textbook times, right? Where people will look back at these these uh, aspects of the business that we've had to deal with. Uh, you and I could have bet our kids college fund that some of these things would have never happened in our lifetime. Right. right. I mean, you could pretty much bet that the subcompact car was going to lead sales every year, year in, year out. Um, you know, never thought that electric would make, be making a push it is in certain states. And from a marketing standpoint, you know, the pendulum swung heavily to digital. Uh, now it's swinging back with all the legislation that's happening with cookie deprecation. And what does that mean to auto dealers? It is a challenging, um, interesting exciting time to be part of this business. It's funny you say that too. Um, a colleague of mine was sharing that universities are now banning things like chat GPT and some, uh, he, I, I can't remember who I'll have to fact check it and put it in the show notes, but he was saying there's some universities that only want handwritten papers now on certain subjects. Mm -hmm. And I think, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I mean, you certainly the generative chat industry itself, there's a, a lot of creativity that can happen across all areas. And as a teacher, you're, they now have to be more mindful of, wow, this paper kind of looked like that paper. Maybe there's something going on here. And, and in our space, it's more about intuitive AI. How can you use uh, AI and, and machine learning to help better business decisioning? So... I would like to think that, you know, I guess you could use that for evil purposes too, like generative Chad GPT. But, you know, in the in the good guy role that we have, we're helping dealers become smarter about what's happening with their data. How can they generate more first party data? You know, if I were a dealer and, you know, you're hearing about it now, we're really how do we get a better handle on the disparate data sources that data lakes, if you were data files that I have at the dealership, I got the CRM, which has been collecting all sorts of information from who I met at church or who came to my event to all sorts of just postcard entry type things to the DMS system, which, um, you know, basically could be your owners, could be people that service, could be people that never did anything. How do I start pulling all that together and really using it to the advantage um, to answer the age old bazillion dollar question of I'm spending X amount of dollars on marketing, which one of my dollars is really working and contributing or not. Right. Which is such an interesting thought circling back to something you said earlier on, which is, um, yes, we've seen a, a massive evolution in marketing as a whole, but you had mentioned even just in the digital space, there's been a massive evolution in marketing. Uh, to the point of, you know, obviously the introduction of full throttle and, and its capabilities and, and generative AI and all of the things that it can do to help, like you said, make marketing more effective. Maybe bring us on a journey a little bit as to why something like full throttle even needed to exist. I mean, you know, for years we've heard, well, digital makes advertising and marketing so much more clear. Like how much more clear could it 
could it get? And so I would turn that over to you and say, well, how much more clear can it can it get? Sure. Great question. So every dealer would tell you the most valuable customer is somebody that's standing in my showroom. Right. And really the next most valuable customer is somebody that's standing in my virtual showroom. So what's happening on my website? And for the last number of years, it's been very simple to retarget those individuals that were visiting their website, right? You could put a cookie on that IP address, that mobile ID, and you can instantly serve. And and it would perform very well, right? Usually six times better than anything else. Well, naturally, because they're at your website, right? So it would work really well. But what we've come to learn is those aren't really people on your inside your virtual showroom. Those are devices. Um, And so this all really came to the forefront when some gentleman named Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know if you've heard of that guy before, but uh, Mr. Zuckerberg was sitting in front of Congress and the senators were peppering him about all this data that he's been building on people. It really sort of became uh, a national, if not global, you know, shocker of like, wow, he has all this data and what's happening to it. And you have to give them credit. I mean, they, they, uh, they being Facebook and Apple started doing some self-regulating. Like, hey, look, maybe we don't want to get broken up by Ma Bell. Maybe we should start figuring out how to lessen our use of cookies and really give our customers more the more ability to determine when they want to be tracked or not. And so that started the plan of uh, cookie deprecation, if you've heard that phrase right. before. Basically, anytime you put, pick up your phone and there's a iOS 15, iOS 16 change, sure. you know, update that, that those are really all about, you know, creating more um, uh, ability for the end customer to control when they're going to be tracked or not tracked. Right now, at the same time, Full Throttle AI was developing for auto dealers. Our main clients have been auto dealers for a few years now, just trying to th- develop ways to help them convert them. Dealers convert more of those online shoppers and um, now have patented technology that transforms that that device into a USPS validated household. And wow. we could stitch those devices together and create an immersive household and advertise to everybody in that household. So that's sort of how this evolution has, has begun. And so um, now for car dealers, again, second most important customers standing in that virtual showroom with cookie deprecation happening, right? Because you've had... Firefox and Safari shut down cookies altogether. Google has has effectively kicked that can down the road. Right. Because I think they have a lot of revenue at stake to figure out right. how they finish that off, right? So with that, companies like fullthrottle.ai have um, you know shown up on the scene. We probably have seven thousand clients, about five thousand of our car dealers right now. And basically they're able to see those devices turned into households and really see that customer journey and all the buyer behaviors. And then most importantly, because we resolved it down to a household, we can then see what sales, which service ROs were to the household too for the dealer. Again, that age old question, you know, hey, I spent my money with you. Is it working? How many cars did it sell me? Well, you don't ever want to take credit for all of them, but this platform gives you the ability to look inside and then market to your best customers based on their propensity score. So a lot of movement in this space in terms of uh, you know data identification, remarketing without cookies, and then most importantly, the sales and service attribution on the back end. Love it. Does this 
maybe my my ignorant question of the day is this you know we hear a lot of hype in the industry right now a lot of conversations around cdps Mm. does full throttle fit into the cdp category great question so this goes back to my comment earlier it's like i'm as a dealer if i'm a dealer i'm i've been investing in my crm where i've been filling it with all sorts of I call it disparate information. You might have a name, you might have a phone number, you might have an email address. Who knows what number email address is that individual gave you, but it's one of 20 that they currently have. And my DMS, which has maybe better Intel there, right? So this is where a CDP can help. A CDP can sit over the top of those data sources and really filter and clean and prioritize what's happening. It's not going to replace them, but it's going to organize it. So think of a CDP uh, for marketers where it can collect and unify all this first party data, those pieces of data I just referenced into one complete coherent view for that dealer to have, and then use that information to go to media companies and marketers to create personalized, customized campaigns. Mm -hmm. And so they then become the source of the data. See, right now it's reversed, where they go out to a company and say, hey, I want to try to find people to advertise to in my marketplace. There's a third party list of people that are generated. We think they're our market, which, okay, it's nothing bad with those data sources. What we're saying at Full Throttle Data AI, use the data that you have. Let's clean it up and use it, including your new first party data that Full Throttle Data AI creates by having our tag on your on your website to turn into households. So we okay. can become that version of a CDP for a dealer, or if a dealer is working with an agency that's very sophisticated or larger holding company, we can set up an API, but basically transfer that data as long as they have a secure, clean room that they can handle it in a proper uh, compliant manner. Uh, we can transfer it over and let the let the agency activate that media in conjunction with everything they're doing with the dealer. So different versions of how we can either be a part of the C- be a CDP or be a part of an existing CDP. I love it. Talk to me a little bit about the way things currently look for someone not using tools like Full Throttle. Like what kind of marketing are they doing? versus the type of marketing that they could be doing with Full Throttle? A couple things that they're currently doing. Um, and again, going back to your point about the evolution. So when I'm talking about things that have been happening 10, 15 years in a row, right, at least. Basically, I have a DMS system, which means I have people that bought from me or serviced from me as a dealer. I also have just pieces of other information, but it may not be all the pieces together. You know, the industry is moving towards what they call like a, a golden record where I have the name, the address, the email um, address as well. And then maybe some fourth identifier that's unique that can help you. In our world at Full Throttle AI, it's that household address I mentioned, right? So that can be really, really helpful. But right now, a dealer is using the DMS system, sending a lot of marketing to individuals there. It may not be the best message at the right time. It may be too many messages. In a lot of cases, you hear that from customers. It may be situations where they're advertising to people in their DMS or CRM and people don't even own the car anymore. That's where a CDP can really help you is where you start folding in the machine learning and, uh, and AI to sort out based on emails that are being sent out, what's being opened, what's being used. 
So that's where the evolution is going. But right now it feels still a little more like one way. I'm going to, I'm going to send out things that I want to talk about as opposed to really being two way where I can see what the customer's interacting with and then have a better message at the right time to Mm -hmm. uh, evolve it. Yeah. I think about, you know, how often in our industry we think of the marketing funnel as three steps. It's like awareness, consideration, decision. And that's where the conversation tends to stop. But, you know, you, you, what you've just said immediately moves my mind on to the other side of the funnel that we never really talk about in automotive at large, which is uh, retention, loyalty, brand oh. ambassadorship. And what you're saying is if, if, if I know, just to make sure I understand this correctly, if I know for a fact that that 2020 Honda Odyssey still exists at, you know, one, two, three, cherry tree lane, then I can now run more effective service marketing and retention marketing and loyalty marketing. And people go, well, what do you mean by loyalty marketing? And I'm thinking about like, imagine if you saw an ad about the vehicle you just bought that was like, hey, here's three things that other Odyssey owners love about their odyssey and we just want to make sure you know your vehicle as best as possible like i'm gonna go the implication of that todd i think oh they care about me i'm gonna go and get my vehicle service there because they care i'm gonna go and you know tell my loved ones about this dealership because they care and when i feel cared for i want to make sure the people in my circle also feel cared for and we always skip that very much true. And again, sticking on theme of evolution, evolution is really away from a purchase funnel to more of a cylinder, cyclical, keep them going around and engage. And it's about that customer experience. So case in point at fullthrottle.ai, we have a few products, one that sits on that dealer's website, identifying those anonymous shoppers, those devices, turning them into households to market to them. And we have another one that taps into the Dealer's DMS system goes seven years back, pulls all that information, right. and we'll see and we'll send customized emails based on: Do they have the vehicle? Have they serviced it? Have they never serviced it? Are they in equity? Is it their anniversary or birthday? All sorts of messaging that is customized for. So basically, everybody in that DMS system is getting a separate, uh, personalized email that they can click and go into. And, and that really speaks to your point away about the, the customer experience was never really thought about in the past, other than how are we gonna handle them when they come in? Can right. we fix it right the first time? Right. Are we gonna send them a survey and did they answer the survey? Well, that there, there's more to it to get more value and get more business out of these people. I love it. It's it's like, it, it, it's dare I say, controversial statement. <laughs> <laughs> It's common sense. Like, you know, give somebody a mediocre experience and then send them a survey that's like, hey, maybe like if you want to, could you rate us? Or give them an amazing experience and give them other reasons why proactively they will want to seek out and provide a review and tell people about it. It just it just makes such common sense to me. You know, I think of it this way. Um In this way, what I see Full Throttle doing is it's removing unnecessary bloat and friction from the marketing ecosystem. Yes, we have so many data points, but therein lies the ambiguity that I think a lot of marketers enjoy hiding 
under because they're like, oh, well, you know, there's so much data. It's hard to tell. And that's objective and that's subjective. This cuts to the chase. It allows us to just see things as they actually are. And it removes the friction. And I mean, if you're wondering what friction does, I, you know, I just had this experience where I wanted to take my 12 year old to a Foo Fighters concert and we had to buy the tickets. Somehow the way I got tickets was through a friend on their Ticketmaster account. And so we're like, oh, great. We'll just transfer those while we go to transfer the tickets. They say, no, you got to wait till closer to the, the event. I go, okay, we get a few days out, can't transfer wait a few more days. We wait to the day of the event transfer. Oh, we're sorry. The event organizers turned off transfers for this event. Well, what's the point? I've been a Foo Fighters fan since I was 12 years old, maybe 13. Bought all of their albums, bought bought things on their site, bought the swag, bought the apparel, gone to concerts. Imagine if they had full throttle to say, Michael Cirillo has been to all of the things, spent thousands of dollars with us. We're going to let this guy transfer a ticket. But because they didn't have that data, they created an unnecessary friction point, which all these years later, as a 41-year-old man, I'm slightly less of a fan today than I was three weeks ago. Horrible customer experience, right? And it happens day in and day out. And unfortunately for car dealers, we're a little bit behind in the times. It's not their fault. I mean, they, you know, CDPs have been the mainstay for large companies for quite some time now um, where they want to aggregate the data. For car dealers, it's it's a complex world they live in. They have OEMs that they have regulations they have to follow, co-op rules they have to follow. Dare I say, you know, they're, they're, there's marketing tools that they must purchase and use. So right. bolting on secondary or third layer marketing tools is, is very difficult. But to your point about the customer experience, to me, for a car dealer, the number one goal for any dealer should be, I need to be a valued member of the community that everybody around me looks to me as a go-to trusted source, if not just a buyer service to vehicle to to be a, a good shoulder to lean on, right? right? So I think it's coming back to that. Having these products and tools in the AI space will allow them to fo- focus more on that. Everything that you and I talked about that's happening with full throttle AI, there's no extra hands on keyboards. There's not people that need to manage it. There's a big difference between a dashboard and a platform. A dashboard is just information there for you to look at, Back in the day, since you and I've talked about when Excel first came out, it used to drive me crazy. It's been 99% of my time putting information in and only 1% of the time analyzing it. That's what a dashboard does is it gives you pictures to to see things. But with a platform running 24-7 in the background, bucketing customer journeys and buyer behaviors, and then algorithms behind the scenes, building propensity scores on, hey, these people bought our service. Let's look at that activity. What more can you do? So many cool things happening in the space that dealers are going to be taking part of. Even with big media companies, we're embarking on a relationship with Spectrum Reach, big cable company, from a targeting aspect, going away from using, you know, maybe in the past, you know, Polk, auto uh, shopper data, nothing wrong with it or Experian data, but third-party data sources that we think these are people who might be interested to saying, use your own first-party data. These are website shoppers from your website. Let's see what they were viewing, their 
their programs, their networks, what were they watching and build a model schedule around those people that have been in your dealership and then show true attribution, how many of those people that saw your ad actually bought and, and focus more on the, the better creative message. So it's an exciting time. I and mean, just bringing it full circle, the evolution of what's happening in this space, allowing the dealers to tap into their biggest asset, which is all this data they've been holding. But it's like my grandma's attic. Who knows what's up there? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, right. Organizing it and using it, creating more hyper level local in market targeting to drive true sales and service attribution to make sure the dollars working correctly. And the AI space for us and the and the ad tech space, we don't talk about media KPIs. We talk about business outcomes. How many did this sell you? How many did this serve you? What does your best customer look like? How can we replicate that to make it better next month? So cool out evolution happening that the the auto dealers can take part of. That's great. Uh, Todd, winding down, how can those listening and watching learn more about you, connect with you and Full Throttle? Uh, Yeah, we are, we have a website, fullthrottle.ai. You can find us there. Obviously I'm on LinkedIn, Todd Hauser, not spelled like Doogie Hauser. It's H-A-U-S-E-R. Happy to talk to any auto dealer. We work a lot with auto dealers, as I said earlier. Actually, the, I mean, the, the DNA of how we built the technology has been for car dealers. So we're pretty astute in this space and uh, happy to help any dealer talk about how they can make their month better next month. Amazing. Thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast. Thank you, Michael. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening. 